Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on game day. What a Friday it is. Friday, December 29th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. I'll be joined by Mr. Jonah Booker in just a moment. Uh, but of course, I want to tell you guys about our latest sponsor, Swenson's, and a great deal you can get for just a limited time. You can get a free milkshake by mentioning Bucknuts. Just go to any Swenson's, mention Bucknuts, you get a free milkshake. Since 1934, smiling curb servers have been sprinting to deliver freshly made burgers and hand-spun milkshakes right to your car window. And everything is made exactly the way you want it. French fries on your burger? You got it. Add a brownie in your milkshake? Absolutely. Swenson's delivers fresh off the grill food by smiling, sprinting servers. Swenson's isn't just great food. It's dinner and a show where you always have the best seat in the house. Visit swensonsdriveins.com to find a stand near you. Now through the end of the year, receive a $5 bonus voucher for every $25 worth of gift cards purchased. Visit SwensonsDriveIns.com for stand locations. We've got the perfect holiday treat for you, the candy cane milkshake. Try our holiday hack by adding in chocolate or hot fudge. Visit SwensonsDriveIns.com for stand locations, but don't wait too long because it's only available for a limited time. Visit any Swenson's location this week and mention Bucknuts to receive a Free small milkshake with any purchase. What a great opportunity to try Swenson's Buckeye Shake made with peanut butter and chocolate. Visit SwensonsDriveIns.com for stand locations and make sure you mention Bucknuts to receive your free small milkshake with any purchase. Let's bring in Jonah Booker. I tell you what, Swenson's delivered food to my house the other day. It is good stuff. And one of the things they delivered was that Buckeye milkshake. It's exactly what you it tastes like. It's the milkshake version of the candy that we all like the buckeye it's so good the burgers are good onion rings top-notch swenson so glad to have them as a sponsor glad to have mr jonah booker in here my goodness so much to get into my friend just a typical friday right where it's uh also a game day um yeah. buckeyes now favored by four and a half j book they were underdogs for weeks then they were slightly favored i'm telling you my friend every time i look at it, it feels like it ticks up by the end of the show they might be favored by five or five and a half Buckeyes favored by four and a half. How you feeling? I'm feeling good, Dave. Um, you know, when you look at this game, I think the line 
initially was all about people having the idea that Ohio State wouldn't be excited for this game. They had they probably had the thought that a lot of players were uh, opting out of this, this game because you see it prevalent all through college football. Now, Dave, you listen to those players' interviews, they're pretty fired up. I mean, the fact that you have a majority of these guys besides Marvin pretty much all playing in this game, that right there just tells you that how they feel and how serious they're taking this. What did uh, Jack Sawyer said? He said, this, this game means a lot to them. They want to end the season uh, on the right foot. They want to be able to use this momentum going into the offseason with the talk of a lot of these guys returning to next next year, and we'll get into that. I just think that these guys are going to give max effort. And if you give Ryan Day a month, and I, we always talk about this, the one thing that you can pretty much say, hey, Ryan Day's really good at is if you give him a month to prepare a game plan, his offenses are typically fairly potent. I think that's going to be the case here. And what did, um, what did Denzel Burke and Jordan Hancock say? They said when now what they're seeing from Devin Brown is they're starting to see the playbook unlocked. That makes me excited, but at the same time, you have to ask, like, man, if this is the case, how how much did the other quarterback hold back the offense if now the offense is starting to be unlocked? This is what we heard that, like, yeah, De- Devin was maybe more mistake-prone in camp, but he was the playmaker. I know it was razor thin. You could tell Ryan Day was was torn, and I don't believe it was all Ryan Day was afraid of Kyle McCord's dad. I don't, I don't buy that for a second. Was Kyle McCord's dad intervening? Yes. <laughs> I think that's undeniable, but I don't think it was that was the deciding factor. I think it was razor thin, and he gave Kyle the, the nod for whatever reason. But, um, yeah, what some of these guys are saying about Devin Brown, it's exciting. Ryan Day himself is saying Devin Brown's balling out. Um all right, so I've been thinking this is the beginning of the Brown era, you know. I, I and then, you know, there's been a lot of smoke about Will Howard transferring to Ohio State, and I was like, ah, I don't, I don't know. Now you have on three, um, a reporter on three yesterday predicted that Ohio State will land Will Howard. What do you make of all this? Do you think that this is valid? Do you do you think Ohio State might land Will Howard? I will say this for the connection to be there. You would have to assume, Dave, that there's been some form of communication mm-hmm. uh, between the two parties. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that Ohio State is going all in for this guy. It could be a situation where they're kicking the tires to see you know, where he's at, seeing if it's a potential fit. But I also think that it was important for them to go through this bowl practice to see what Devin Brown looks like. If they went through this bowl practice, Dave, and Devin looked terrible – and there's not there's not that aura of confidence that's starting to grow within this program about surrounding him. I think you could have seen the situation to where everybody is like, all right, we definitely need to go get a transfer quarterback. A Will Howard, a, a veteran like that, uh, would probably fit that one year mold that they're looking at. But I'm at I'm at the the place, Dave. I don't think they need to go get Will Howard. Develop the guys that you have in your room. You have a five-star who was ranked by 1-3 as the number one player in the country, Devin Brown. The the Dakota Heisman, Lincoln Keyholes, is an absolute um, athlete. A quarterback still needs to, you know, learn the the college game. 
coming from where he played at. I think he is incredibly talented. And then you have Aaron Nolan, who's coming in where many services had him pegged as a five-star top two to three quarterback. So you have talent in that room. Do your job, uh, Corey Dennis, and develop um, your quarterbacks that are in that room. And if you can do that, then there's no need to go and disrupt what you potentially have. Now, I, I, I say this, Dave. What's the ceiling of the guys that are in your room? Can these guys take the program to the next level if you actually develop those guys and give them the confidence, give Devin Brown the confidence, say, this is your team, Devin. You see how the players have been reacting towards Devin lately. That's what Ryan Day said yesterday in his press conference. He said one of the most, um, one of the key things that he has witnessed over the bowl season was how the players have been galvanizing around Devin Brown. If that's the case, don't go and disrupt some. Don't go and disrupt something that could be building that has the potential to be special. So I would just say they may be kicking the tires on them, but I would I would just stick with the guys that you currently have in there and develop them because there's nothing like having that brotherhood. If if you have a group of guys, alpha dogs in that room, and they're willing to run a wall for Devin Brown, you have to take that into consideration if you really want to disrupt that quarterback room by bringing a, a Will Howard in there. Very well said. And, you know, I'll add this. I mean, you and you mentioned this. If if they are going to land Will Howard, I mean, they clearly, there's been back channel conversations and a lot of people have opined that's why he's still out there. He's waiting, you know, for after Ohio State's bowl games. They don't want to, they want to be focused on the bowl game and maybe he'll go to USC but now USC's quarterback threw for six touchdowns, and USC might not be looking for a quarterback. There's also talk Will Howard could, could try to go to the NFL. He wouldn't be like an early pick or anything like that. Um, let me ask you this. Does tonight could tonight change the calculus one way or the other when it comes to Will Howard? Like if Devin Brown balls out, if Devin Brown looks like he's lost out there, could tonight change it or is it just one game and Ryan Day probably already has his mind made up one way or the other? I think it could play a role. I mean, you just mentioned the the USC quarterback, Dave. I mean, if Devin Brown goes out there and absolutely lights it up and he, he looks like a, a primetime player, the lights aren't too bright for him, he gives that offense that little juice and he got a little swag to his game, I think that plays that can play a critical role. You can only work with the data points that are in front of you. If he goes out there and absolutely balls out, then that right there will stake a uh, – you know, from that will go ahead and seal the deal for me to say he needs to be the starting quarterback going into next year. I mean, at least, you know, have the nod going into the spring and let team host and Aaron Nolan battle with battle him for an open competition because you always, regardless, unless you have an established person who is a primetime player, you always want to have uh, competition. But, yeah, if he goes out there and balls like the USC quarterback, Dave, that right there should tell you, hey, we got something special. Let's see if we can further develop his game and take it to the next level. All right. Brass tacks. I mean, we're going to do more. We're going to get into more stuff, but I want to do this now instead of the end of the show. We're going to give our score predictions. I'm going to type mine in, but I'm not going to show anybody. So Jay Book and I have been very close with our predictions all year, sometimes right on the money, I think. Maybe once it was the exact same. All right. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? You I'll, go, I'll first. go first. I'll you go first, first and you can type yours in. I got right. Ohio State winning 34-24. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a game here. Where, oh, look at that. Close. Close again. <laughs> uh, I like your score better, though. 
Yeah, I like this better. I got 34-24. I think that uh, they'll be both teams will be able to because of their offenses be able to move the football here. Um, the one thing that you have to really like about the Ohio State defense is no player opting out. Now it's questionable if Tommy's going to play or not uh, with his injuries. They really haven't revealed if Tommy's in or out. But uh, besides uh, Lathan Ransom, there you're going to have your full complement of starters on that defense. I'm curious to see how they go against Missouri because. Like it or not, this is the SEC team, Dave, that won 10-plus games in the SEC. So if you go out there and and uh, give those boys a good butt whooping, I think that definitely carries a lot of momentum going into the offseason. I love that we're finishing strong here, man. We're uh, almost identical scores. Uh, for those that are listening on our podcast-only versions, which we appreciate, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the rest, wherever you get your podcasts, I have it 31-24 Buckeyes. J-Book has it 34-24 Buckeyes. I like J-Book's score better. Let's win this game by <laughs> double digits. Um, who knows? By the time the game kicks off, Ohio State might be favored by nine and a half. I don't know. I'm being facetious now, but it's crazy. Every time I look at a gambling app, it's like, they're favored by four and a half now? It was like, geez, it was like three and a half like yesterday. Um, all right. Um, we touched on this last week, but has anything changed? Like, who do you think is going to go pro early? Let's assume, because it's the easy assumption in the world to make, that Marvin's gone. Does anybody mm-hmm. else leave, and who who would it be? I think the one that I'm leaning towards going is Michael Hall. Um, he recently just had a child, so I think, um, you know, other things are in play for him just besides trying to run it back with his boys. But I think Mike Hall, if I had to say now, I think he goes. I think – uh, for sure, Marvin goes. Everybody else is coming back. Um, you know, I talked to a couple of the guys at the collectors and for their holiday collectors, and what I was told is they are gearing up for a grassroots type of effort to raise capital, even more capital, because they're expecting a significant amount of talent coming back to Ohio State to run it back next year, and they want to make sure that they're taking care of those guys. Um, and we talked about it last week, Dave. That's the way NIL should work. Uh, if, if you got if you got guys that are they love the program, they're on the fence of potentially jumping to the NFL, but you have an opportunity to you know slightly move the needle by paying those guys, taking care of them in NIL to keep them into Columbus. That's the way it should work, man. That's that's the beautiful thing about it. And so over the next couple of weeks, you're going to see. Uh, both collectives, you know, doing a massive fundraising effort, not only for, uh, you know, raising additional money to make sure that they take care of the guys that are all coming back, but making sure that uh, the younger guys on the roster, they're taken care of, building back up the war chest for uh, the recruiting budgets. So I, I think that right there tells me, you know, they didn't go into specific names, you know, this guy, this guy, this guy, but you have to expect that, Everybody in Columbus is gearing up for a lot of the top talent to come back and make another run for a national championship next year. Man, if JT and Tyleek come back, that's just absolutely huge. Um, yeah, I do think I do think Denzel Burke's going to go. You, I don't you think know, Denzel man. I don't know. I mean, if you look at those comments that he had talking to the media the other day, because well, uh, Denzel Burke said his goal is to be a top ten pick. When the, when the NFL evaluation comes out, he's not going to get a top 10 type of grade. He also said that his other goal is to beat Michigan, and he wants to go and compete for a national championship. Now, 
I, I, and the one thing about Denzel is he wasn't just talking about it, you know, just the typical player speak. was like, oh, yeah, these are my, my goals. He said he sit down and he's looked at it. Okay, if I'm in second round grade right now, what's the money difference if I'm able to get better and play myself into a first round next year? What type of cash flow uh, will be increasing to my pocket if I'm able to play myself into a top 10 pick. So those are some of the type of decisions that he is weighing. And the other thing that I don't think a lot of people are talking about is Tim Walton. Tim Walton, I think, is doing a really good job recruiting Denzel Burke and Hancock to try to stay and run it back. And I think Tim Walton right now, Dave, he is he is definitely earning his keep because I know it's kind of sidebar here, but they might be getting a commitment next week from five-star cornerback Devin Sanchez out of Texas. Hi, Mrs. Sanchez, if you're watching. Mrs. Sanchez, uh, she's heavily involved. But you look at Tim Walton, Dave, and the, the last two recruiting cycles, he has absolutely hit it out the park. Um, he's really restocked that room with the, with the top Ohio corners. Calvin Simpson Hunt, you get a Devin Sanchez in there. You look at some of the other guys that they're they're going after that Ohio State is highly favored. Like he is absolutely on fire on the recruiting trail, but he's showing that he's showing that recruiting talent. But he's also helping to try to recruit his guys to come back. And Denzel Burke and Jordan Hancock, and if they do, they they're going to be loaded next year. I mean, if they can get this quarterback situation figured out, man, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. And here's the other thing. You look at that schedule. It's a very favorable schedule. They're almost a lot to be in the 12-team playoff. Now you talk about, okay, is this a top-four team that's going to get a potential buy? Because I think that's going to be critical on teams who's going to make a deep run because come late November, everybody's beat up. Everybody's body's hurting. If you got a buy – and, and you get to uh, get your players healthy for three weeks or so before you have that early matchup, that first, you know, the the, the top matchup. I think that's going to be critical uh, for teams. So I'm looking at this Ohio State team. Like, in my mind, I'm like, everybody coming back, the talent that you have, 15 out of the 20 freshmen that are coming in, they're going to be on campus next week, including Jeremiah Smith. This roster is going to be stacked up. This is a 12-team play, playoff team. Now – can they beat Michigan, and will they be a top-four team? That's where my focus is going into next year. And you're right. Not enough people are talking about how huge the bye is going to be in the 12-team playoff. Maybe because the 12-team playoff isn't here yet. People are going to be talking about it. But And, yeah, it'd be fun to host a game if you're the 5 through 8 seed, but you want one of those buys. That's absolutely huge to be able to, A, be able to rest your bodies, like you said, and, B, not risk a loss. You know, even if yeah. you're hosting a game 5 through 8, you're still, you're still going to be playing a good team. That could be you. So those, and and I do like that. I, I was against expanding that much, but because I, I don't like diluting the regular season because of any sport in the United States, college football by far has the most meaningful regular season. And it's not going to make it meaningless because you don't, as you said, you don't want to just get in the 12 team playoff. You want to be one of those top four teams. So we'll keep the regular season meaningful, maybe not as meaningful, but uh, still meaningful. All right. Coaching, by the way, you're getting me excited about all these guys coming back. And I tell you what, there is that vibe. You listen to these guys talk. There's even talk they might all announce at the same time. That's not something you do if you're all leaving. 
it seems like they're all <laughs> united in playing. I know we might have some guy, Tommy might not play because he's banged up. We'll see what the availability uh, list says today when they release it. I'll do a story on that for Bucknuts. But um, you're right, man. You do you get that vibe that there that a lot of guys that we thought might be leaving are going to come are going to come back. I'll, I'll just yeah. you're getting me excited. Hey, I, hope you're I, right. got, I got I got a question for you, and I forgot yeah. to text you uh, this in the show notes. What do you think about Jim Knowles saying he was to unleash, um, you know, the young guys, the linebackers, C.J. Hicks and them? I don't know. I mean, I really like Jim Knowles, and I, I don't think he BSs us, but I think sometimes he has ideas that he thinks are possible and makes it sound like it's more possible than it really might be. Does that make sense? Because coming into the year, what did he say? I want to unleash. Right. You know, and like we're going to see Kenyatta. I mean, we saw a little bit of Kenyatta Jackson, but like certain things that he says didn't really. And then they'll say things that did materialize. I don't think he's a BSer. I think he really he tries to give thoughtful answers. So my answer to you, sir, is um, as far as CJ Hicks and Gabe Powers playing a lot tonight, uh, I'll believe that when I see it. Do I think they're going to get in the game, you know, you know, more than they have this year and play meaningful snaps? I do. But I don't think it's going to be a tremendous amount. Um but they're one of those guys, at least one of those guys will be needed, CJ or Gabe, hopefully both, because I don't know if Tommy's going to play in this game. So I don't know, man. Yeah. What do you think about that? Are you buying that, that CJ and, and Gabe are going to play a lot tonight? Not necessarily tonight, because I think they may get on the field. But when when he was talking about unleashing them, in my mind, I, I was thinking that he was saying coming into next season. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Um. And he also threw C.J. Hicks in there with Mitchell Melton and Orville Reese and basically guys that can come off the edge. Now, the problem that you're still going to run into, Larry Johnson's going to be back uh, next year. And that's been the one sole thing between Jim and Larry. Jim, Jim's defense, he wants to run that jack. He wants, and I've been told by a very reliable um, source that they want to have CJ coming off the edge and attacking the quarterback. The problem is Ohio State's defense is up front. They're built for a four-man front. It takes a, it's, it's like trying to move a mountain to convince um, Coach Johnson to take one of his guys off the field in order to have a Mitchell Melton, uh, a CJ Hicks, those type of guys to be able to come off the edge. Now, what Jim has done, and people talk about Jim Knowles' defense, he has catered his defense to fit what Ohio State has traditionally been built off of, which is that four-man front. Now, would he like to be more exotic? I've been told absolutely he would love to. But from what I've been told is Jim is very non-confrontational. He is someone that even James Lord Nidus has been trying to, like, hype him up, like, come on, man, like, you're the DC. Put your foot in the dirt. Like, if you want to add some more to the defense, you have to be able to, you know, speak up and, and let people know, like, this is what you want to do. So he's done a he's done an absolutely great job catering his defense around what Ohio State was traditionally built off of. If you if he wants to take the defense to the next level and unleash those guys like CJ Hicks and Gabe Powers and the Mitchell Melton and you want to have some odd fronts, and you want to be able to, um, you know, show some funky stuff and bring some design pressure, then there has to be a sit-down between him, 
Coach Johnson with Ryan Day mediating this offseason to say, hey, we were good this year, but how can we be great? How can we take this defense to the next level? How can we get guys on the field like a C.J. Hicks who has the potential to be an explosive player? We saw it with Baron Browning, Dave. Same thing with Baron Browning. He was never truly utilized to his potential here. He was, you look at Baron Browning, he's a guy that really belonged um, closer to the line of scrimmage, coming off the edge, putting some pressure. They're doing it to him, uh, doing a four-minute NFL, and he's thriving. If you have an opportunity to get those younger guys on the field by creating those special packages for them, there has to be a little bit of give from, from Coach Johnson to say, all right, okay, I understand. This is what we need to do. Um, it's for the greater good of the team as opposed to steadfast. I don't want to take my four guys off the field. All right, let's end the show with this topic. Um, let's opine on um, – or you opine on what coaching changes, if any, you think Coach Day is going to make. There's some smoke that he's going to make some coaching changes. Like, what do you think might materialize? I just think that Parker Froeming is probably on the way out. Um, you, Corey Dennis still doesn't have a contract. His contract is – he doesn't even have an active contract going into next season. So – I don't know if he's going to be back. That's going to be a point of conversation that a lot of people think that with this quarterback room, extremely young, that you could probably upgrade in the coaching department. But Corey Dennis has done a really good job recruiting. Um, I was I will say that I think Ohio State's been getting crystal balls for the five-star quarterback out of Tennessee for the 2026 class. And the large part of that is because of the relationship with Corey Dennis. So you also have to take into account like if, Yes, we want to be able to have better development out of that room, but he's recruiting at an elite level. Uh, so to me, I just think that Parker Fleming is probably going to be the only coach because all indications are Larry Johnson's coming back. And part of the, the smoke for the reason why a lot of those guys that are on the fence going to the NFL are coming back is if they're going to come back, they're coming back to play for Larry Johnson. So that right there gives me a telltale sign that Coach Johnson would be back um, Ryan Day pretty much said that. Question is, what do we do with James Laurinaitis? Because I feel like there needs to be another elite recruiter on the defensive side of the football. Tim Walton right now is getting it absolutely done. Um, Larry Johnson's hit or miss when it comes to, to the recruiting. The linebackers, man, safeties have just been okay. Uh, so I, I definitely think they need to get another young, hot, um, hot shot recruiter on the trail on that defensive side of the football. So the question, everybody's been saying, well, James, you know, James should be the guy. But there's been a little bit of chatter, too, that James might be content uh, being another year as a grad assistant and potentially moving on to a uh, full-time position coach later on down the line. But I hope he gets his opportunity um, because we def definitely need him on the recruiting trail. It's going to be a day-night doubleheader the show right now. And then we have the postgame show tonight. What we learn live right after the Cotton Bowl. And Mr. Jonah Booker is going to be good enough to hop on the postgame show for a little bit as well. So I appreciate uh, your insights as always on the Bucknuts Morning 5, and I will see you this evening, my friend. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. Hope everyone enjoys the game tonight. If we don't see you on what we learned live tonight, hope everyone has a happy new year. Go Bucks! Thanks again to Jay Book. Thanks again to all of you. Hope everyone has a great day and a great rest of your weekend.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.